today on Watching Your Wealth, how to downsize your home and not feel bad about it. This is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Now, from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. This is Veronica Dagger, and you're listening to Watching Your Wealth, where you learn all you need to know about building your wealth and protecting your money. Heather Higgins is founder of Higgins Design Studio and an interior designer. And she's here to tell us how to downsize our home without feeling bad about it. Welcome, Heather. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be here. Oh, it's great to have you back. So, Heather, you know, some of our listeners may be empty nesters looking to downsize, but this can be a tough thing to do. It can be really tough. And, you know, just to... Um just to add a point is t- today it's not just empty nesters. Mm. You know, a lot of people are, you know, there's a trend of actually um, where a lot of people are moving closer to urban areas. Oh, good point. And so what they're doing is they're trading off larger living spaces oh, for smart. smaller ones that are a little closer um, closer to the city. But, you know, it's the same issue. Different. It's usually different times of life. Mm. You know, the empty nesters may have had, you know, a large home in the suburbs, had a family, mm-hmm. and the, the home was family-sized. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And then um, the, the people that are uh, moving closer to the city, sometimes they are empty nesters. Mm. But um, sometimes they're younger, mm, but they've been living at home in larger spaces. Either way, so. I would think it can be an emotional time, an emotional thing to move. So I'm wondering if you are feeling that sense of loss. Do you have any tips on how we can overcome that? Yeah, I think a, a lot of it is mindset hmm. and to really remember why are you downsizing Good point. and not see it as a punishment you know, I always I live in a small space, so I'm constantly the advocate of like it's the keys to freedom. <laughs> <laughs> Simpler life, but not everyone feels that way, and so I think for empty nesters, a lot of times, it's um, the decision to try to simplify their life, mm. and um, for people that want to move closer to city and usually their source of work, it's to have access, you know, maybe they can walk to work now. They have a wonderful walk to work it's a nice instead benefit. of an hour and a half commute. You said also to, you know, consider your home as a fresh new slate, not a lesser version of your former home. So I guess that goes back I think to the that's mindset. The key, that's the key point, um, is to not keep comparing about, right. you know, I don't have this. And in my old, you know, in my old space, I could have had five of these. Mm. But the, you know, to look at it as a fresh new space. And also, I think it helps to try to identify some positive, you know, maybe you have a terrace now. Right. What, are, what are the good parts? And, you know, yeah. and visualize the life that you're trying to embrace, not the life that you're, you're trying to let go of. Now, right. give us some tips on how we can make that new space feel more like home. Well, you know, I think it's important before you move to go through your things and not just move everything with I'll you. Move all the trash. Me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> move your uh, college yearbooks and things. Right. <laughs> Those are still my mom's house. But... <laughs> yeah. No, but I, th- I think you really need to go through everything and make a well-edited list mm. of things that you just can't live without. And what happens, I think, for most of us is that when you're doing it, there's some things that pop up and they're just really tough to, to get rid of. Oh, yeah. You can live without them, but 
you know, there, it's just really hard. And so, you know, one suggestion is to put those things into storage for six months and give it a little test and mm. see, you know, do you really use them or do you need them? Do you miss within, it? Yeah. <laughs> you may miss them. <laughs> do you remember what they are? <laughs> right. Exactly. It was like when I moved from my studio apartment and things were coming out of closets I didn't even know I had. <laughs> That's a great tip. What about uh, overcrowding in your new space? Because I would think hey, if you're going to a much smaller space, that could be a real issue. You know, it really is. Um, one of the things that you really need to avoid is you know, overcrowding because you, it's just going to emphasize the fact that you're in a smaller, <laughs> smaller. space. Yeah. So one of my tips is to select one great piece of furniture mm-hmm. for, the, you know, for the space and one that makes a statement mm. rather than you know, trying to crowd in a number of little things Hmm. because those will kind of go unnoticed (laughs) and start to make you feel a little claustrophobic. So that's one, one good suggestion. The, the other is when you're purchasing new things and, you know, even with the things that you have, try to ensure that every piece has a function Mm. to it. Um, it's you know that's that's really important unless it's you know a family heirloom and you know it is what it is but some of the other the things that i would suggest too to help overcrowding is um just to remember that in the smaller the space the more organized that it has to be yep. and that storage is key mm-hmm. and if you can just keep that in mind so if you have a choice between let's say buying a coffee table that actually has storage in it versus one that doesn't you know which decision to make great tips these are all great tips heather would you stick around and take our financial version of the prouse questionnaire sure <laughs> all right great you stay with us too Hi, this is Jason Gay, sports writer at the Wall Street Journal, and I have a podcast called Free For All. And guess what? It's not just sports. We'll also talk about some real estate, some music, some culture, some fashion. I could talk about fashion. It's the Free For All. Become a subscriber on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at WSJ Podcasts. And check us out at WSJ.com slash podcasts. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Watching Your Wealth. Now it's time for interior designer Heather Higgins to take our financial version of the Proust. Heather, are you ready? <laughs> I guess as ready as I'll ever be. <laughs> All right. What's the best financial advice you ever received? The best financial advice I ever see, received was do what you love and the money will come. Oh, I love that advice. Thank I hope you. it's true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Worst financial advice. Do what you love and the money will come. <laughs> Very, very well said. Fill in the blank. Money can buy. Hope this isn't too political, but money can can buy running for the presidency of our country. Mm, interesting. Money can't buy. Becoming the president of our country. <laughs> we'll see. If you want a million dollars, what would you do with it? I would probably use it to make more money Mm. because my dog has big dreams of a future with a huge backyard. (laughs) (laughs) I hope he gets what he wants. This is a lot of fun. Thanks for joining us, Heather. You're welcome. And this has been Watching Your Wealth, a production of The Wall Street Journal. I'm Veronica Dagger. For more information, check us out at wsj.com slash podcasts. Thanks for listening. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously.